It's funny how things will ring a bell with you. This past week, I watched a rerun of Urban Cowboy. And today, well, it clicked in my head of the old Johnny Lee song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. The writer of that came from Mississippi, but it reminded me that there are so many people that are looking for love in all the wrong places. I hope you'll enjoy this week's podcast titled, well, let's call it Looking for Love. Scotty, did you remember to um, get Angie anything for Valentine's yesterday? Absolutely not a thing. I was in my office all day, and I went down. I was, no, I, I did not. She didn't get me anything either. So I was going to say it was my fault, but I guess it's all for women. But no, I didn't get her nothing. Well, you know, I kind of, and sometimes guys kind of think, well, this is a two-way street, but let's face it. It's, it's a all woman's about, thing. Exactly. So she didn't feel slighted any that you didn't do anything for Valentine's. She didn't say, well, thank you for the card or for the candy or for saying happy Valentine's. Hmm. I went right on to bed and I didn't pay attention. If she did, I missed out on it. Maybe I'll hear that this afternoon. Well, I mean, I guess you <laughs> live through the night, so she didn't kill you in your sleep. I didn't get forked. I'll say that. You got to do better. Well, I meant, I meant to. It was one of those things, I'm, I'm going to run to town, and then something would happen, and I couldn't leave. And then it just led to, and I had one of those little fiascos there where I couldn't get away. Well, you should have at least told her, Happy Valentine's I Day. I did as I went to bed. Happy Valentine's Day. You're such the romantic. You know, and that's the weird thing about that is that does not sound like you are a romantic at all, but you claim. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's back up. I used to be. But after living with Grumpy for the last five years, who doesn't appreciate (laughs) anything that you do like that, you go, well, I ain't going to do that no more. After 31 years, you kind of learn of, nope. Yep, buying that candy. Yeah, that didn't so work out. So you're saying that it didn't, it wasn't appreciated. So you just stopped it. Absolutely. I'm just gonna call it like it is. <laughs> After 30 years, you do something over and over and over. Nothing happens. Uh, you know, you give her something, she just look at you and you go, "Well, that was nice." <laughs> and you get to where you, do you go. Think that she did that because she expected more than what you delivered. No, I just don't think she liked anything I ever got her. Well, I know that about your gifts in terms of Christmas and, and birthday. My wife is just not a very compassionate person on any level when it comes to birthdays or get, it just it ain't there. And then after a while, you go, you know, why why am I doing this? I used to try to throw her birthday parties. I invited the whole church one time, and she yelled at me for a week. If the entire church was invited to my birthday, I would love it. I mean, absolutely love it. Well, I guess that just says love, that you just have two different approaches to things like that. But I love crowds. I love, like, if it's a birthday, I want as many people as I yeah, know that, over. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's she me don't, too. She gets mad if I tell anybody it's her birthday. So eventually you go, I'll just save that 50 bucks on that cake. It, well, <laughs> what purpose did that do? <laughs> I get it. But, all right, so talking about Valentine's. Oh, I know a whole lot. Well, it's For others. Okay, for others. And that's where where I'm leading is that are you still kind of boasting about your dating or matchmaking capabilities? Oh, absolutely. I'm good at what I do. And so do you still do that? Yeah, yeah. I got two or three people on the back burner there. Sometimes you can't hook them up just instantly overnight because your clientele kind of slips down and you haven't got as many as you need. 
But I have recently noticed this, and, and you can notice this on Facebook, how some come to me that go, look, um, I hadn't dated in a while. I need somebody. And what they're really trying to say is I'm just about to that age. I'm not going to get anybody. And my standards are a little bit lower than they used to be. Like I got all these girls that I know that were cheerleaders in high school and they were miss hot stuff. Turn that nose up at you and have nothing to do with you. Now J O B and they're willing to go out with him. It's like, Oh, he's got a house. Really? Yeah. I'd love to go out. After about three marriages, they figured out they got to have somebody to take care of them once they get older. Do you think that's what it is? is There's a just l- looking for somebody to take care of. Them? Well, they want somebody to grow old with okay. because they realize that that t- it's like having a baby. You got a timeline there. And if you don't get it before it's too late, it's just, you're there forever without it. So why are they coming to you? I mean, no because I, because why, I know everybody. I mean, I know a lot of people. You do. And I'll give you that. So people are coming to you just simply because you would know of someone Correct. Else that may be available. It's kind of like, you know, people that'll go to church because they want to find somebody. I'm kind of like that guy that's got the used car down the street. But apparently you must like doing this. Oh, it's fun of trying to make somebody happy. It truly is. And I've, I've had some success stories. Have you had any failures? I've had one or two. I, I run up on somebody, and it's bad when you represent somebody that you don't know because this is where it all goes south. You take somebody that likes to talk about themselves a lot. That's, when, a, that's a warning sign. Women right do not like that, and I was not aware of that. I represented somebody that done that, and uh, I didn't know that. And so it didn't work it out. It didn't work out. Uh, after two women, I figured out I don't need him. Yeah, he, he's not good for your business. No, it, it was making things look bad there. And they it's a major turnoff because a woman wants you to be interested in her. You That's remember, it. That's you, it. Do you remember the show that Will Smith had where he was the, the love? What was that thing where he'd done that? Where he was the love doctor. Oh, uh, Hitch. Hitch, Hitch, Hitch. I'm better than he ever thought about being. Really? Truly, truly. Man, I'm gonna have to keep this in mind, you know, for some of my single friends. Oh yeah, just let me know I, what already, they're after. I, I'm already hitched, no pun intended. But you know, now, Scotty, you've got some competition. Who? Who? Well, who? I mean, you've got all this online dating. Well, they charge. They do, and and here's the thing. I saw a documentary a couple of nights ago, and some people out there may have already seen this as well. It's called the Tinder Swindler. Tinder. Now, Tinder's a, a dating site. It's an online dating app. And it's talking about that this guy is, I mean, he is a scam artist like no scam artist that uh, you've ever seen. But it says 30% of American adults have used a dating app or a website. But as COVID has skyrocketed, so have cyber scams. A new dating disaster true crime documentary, The Tinder Swindler currently on Netflix, is quite a talker right now. It has brought up questions of online dating safety. In this film, a real-life con artist poses as an heir to a billionaire and preys on women. And let me tell you, does he prey on women? Not that he is rough and tough with them. I mean, he puts on all the charm. He takes this girl, and in a matter of minutes, I guess they can, like, they're talking. There's a match, okay? Don't ask me how the match works because there are so many dating, online dating apps well, out there. What we really ought to do for the show is let you sign up under a fictitious name and try it and see see what happens. Yeah, I'm not going to explain that and to my husband. He'd fall for it. So, but anyway, there's a match, okay? 
So this girl agrees to meet him at like the four seasons. So right off of the bat, you know, right off the bat, she's thinking, really, really nice hotel. Eat in the restaurant there. I mean, this is going to be an expensive lunch. Well, he orders everything on the menu. They're drinking champagne. They're eating well. And she's like, he goes into this story about how he is, again, he is the heir to a billionaire who has this diamond business. And he's worth, obviously, a lot of money. And so they have a really good date. And then he tells her, look, I've got to fly in it somewhere in Europe somewhere. Would you like to come? I got a private jet. I'm going to go over there for a little bit of business. We'll come back. I don't know many people that on just meeting someone would have said, yeah, let me go pack a bag. She's already got her friends who are a little bit nervous. Yeah. But she goes back to her place, packs a bag, gets on this jet. She's desperate. I see it. And no, she's a nice looking girl. It doesn't matter. You can be hot, but still desperate. Okay. Well, you would know, you know, you're the expert. So anyway, she gets on this plane and... I mean, he's whining and dining. They've got a limo waiting for him, and they're staying at the best hotel. And then again, they're eating, I mean, top-of-the-line places, and not just one or two things. I mean, it's whatever they want, the best drinks, the best food, best everything. It's almost like a fairy tale weekend or mm-hmm. a couple of days. And this goes on for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, he claims that he's in love. Well, she's in love, but the guy's attractive, uh, he dresses Everything that he wears is expensive. High dollar. High dollar. And so he looks the part. And he's got all the backings for it. You know, the the private jet, the cars. He's got all the expensive watches. I mean, he is the full package. He's got all the expensive dinners. He's wine and dinder. And then lo and behold, as it unfolds, they have this romance. And he wants her to start looking for a place for them to live together, and they're going to have children. They're going to get married. I mean, he's really painting this fairy tale. And then all of a sudden, he says that he kind of reveals he's got a bodyguard and he got a business partner, and they're people that are out to get him because he's worth a lot of money, and it's a dangerous field being in the diamond business and this sort of thing. And he kind of says he's had a always a way on business, always. And so when she does get to see him, it's just little small pockets of time. And then he starts telling her one story after another. He had a real close call. You know, he thought somebody was after him. And then he actually sends photos where he was attacked and the bodyguard was attacked. You see the back of the bodyguard's head and it's all bloody and whatever else. And then the swindler or the scamming starts. And he has to freeze his accounts okay, or has his accounts frozen. And he needs some money. But now keep in mind, they're going to get married. They're looking for a place to live together. I mean, they've got their future ahead of them. He only needs $20,000, $30,000, Scotty. I mean, that's pocket change. This girl's like, you know, this is the love of my life. We've got a future together. This guy's going to be worth billions. I don't have $20,000 or $30,000, but he explains he'll reimburse her. This is just a short-time thing he's gonna as soon as his accounts are back open i mean he's worth millions so surely he can afford twenty thousand so he's gonna write her a check for 50 you know he only needed 20 but he's gonna write her a check for 50 and then he needs more money and more money and more money well, when it's all said and done she's out about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars wow i mean this girl wasn't had, too bright you feel sorry for her because she goes on to say she almost has a mental breakdown this sort of thing she has to report all of her credit cards. He's had her take out credit cards and take out loans. 
And then as the story unfolds, you find out that there are other women that he has swindled as well. And that's what keeps this little scheme or scam afloat. When he is whining and dining and reeling her in, he's doing that on somebody else's nickel. Right. So it's a pretty interesting documentary, but it just got me to thinking that I'm sure most dating apps are safe. But there's always a risk because, I mean, especially if you live in a bigger city, you don't know who you're no. matched up with. You don't know anything about them. As I pointed out, my little thing that I do when I don't know a person well enough, I run into trouble. And you're going to hit that with these major sites, I think. Oh, yeah. So here's an interesting thing, a little a couple of little statistics about online dating. Now, first of all, it's saying that this has just boomed since COVID because a lot of people were just doing just legitimate dating through the online service, whether they were exchanging text messages or talking on the phone. Because, you know, at the beginning, especially in bigger cities, there was no getting out and let's meet for lunch or dinner. So their whole dating process was done through online app or through a phone. or a video call. Yeah, exactly. But it was saying that, and I don't know why, but it says that Alaska is the most dangerous state for online Dating And it says, why is Alaska so dangerous? There are many factors, but Alaska has a high rate of romance fraud. Does that sound familiar? Kind of like the swindler, the tender swindler. It says, overall, there are 85 reported cases of romance fraud in 2018, according to the FBI, which correlates to the highest number of victims per capita in the U.S. In addition, Alaskans lost an estimated 1 million to online dating scams. That's a heap. Think about this documentary. I mean, these people were out, this one girl, out $250,000. So, so, but what makes a person want to give that? What makes you, because, you know, I'm that type of, oh, hang on there, buddy. It doesn't matter who it would be. I, I think that they're masters at figuring out who is going to be vulnerable and who's not. Well, it's kind of like my dog. When she shows up at the supper table, how she goes around, she sniffs out who's going to give up the food underneath the table when she she puts that head in that lap. Exactly. And you're exactly right. There are people out there that are swindling all day long, but there are certain people that are like, like you. I'm not biting that. There is no way in the world I'm falling for this mess. Well, he moves on. Don't you know he or she, they know they're going to run in or overestimate somebody. And think that, or underestimate, I guess I should say, and think that they're going to fall victim to their little scam, and they don't. But they're not worried about it, because guess what? There's always another. There's always another right around the corner. It's just like a hitting on a woman. You may get turned down 99 times, but there's that one time. Exactly. Here's a story, Scotty, that I ran across that I thought, this is bizarre. And if this doesn't put chills on you, I don't know what does. Now, I'm not trying to send, I'm not trying to put fear in everyone who is doing online dating. There are some very reputable online dating apps. I'm trying to put fear. She's not. But I do think, especially (laughs) for women, and this happens to be a male, but for women, you can never be too careful. And this is the thing. Anytime you go somewhere, you need to be letting somebody know. If you don't know that person. Yeah. 
You need to be letting them know. Well, isn't it like a code that women do of, I got to go to the bathroom, I'm going to text you, or you call me to get me out of this if I send you a text, yes, that kind of thing? but there are a lot of people that don't think to do that. And then some of them are, you know, it's too late, Charlie. This is an article that says, when online dating goes wrong, U.S. man killed and eaten by cannibal date. A woman ate him? No, let's Or he'd go out with a dude. It says, he goes out with a dude. It says, it's that distinctive ping from your phone, a new message on one of the many dating apps available. It's when the adventure begins. Is there a promise of romance? Does their bio tantalize? Are those pictures real and recent? You know, a lot of people pose pictures out there, post pictures that are not even them. Oh, even on Facebook, of the local people that I know who have tweaked there with all these filters and things, they ain't nothing like they look on Facebook. Not everybody, but if they'll do it there, think about think about somebody who's single and desperate and needs a needs somebody. Or somebody who's scamming. You brought that up about that. Do you remember a few years back, maybe two years ago, to where the girl, she was 19 years old, and she got off an airplane, and they couldn't figure out where she went. They kept looking and looking, and it was a dating site. She had met a guy. He picks her up at the airport, and she disappears takes her back to her house, and he locks her up in his basement. And I think he ended up killing her, all because of a dating site. There's somebody she never met in person. She flies halfway across the country, and he's a freak. Well, it's funny that you say that because it's interesting that you say that because there are a certain amount of predators that are on any dating site. That's what they're on there. What do you call the type person that when you first meet them, and maybe even if you meet them in person, they are the sweetest, most kindest person that you know. And then somewhere along the way, it's a light switch where they're really a mean person. Where they got it, it's not like bipolar or something. Like two, there's another or, name for uh, it. There are schizophrenic, like a split personality. Along or, those lines, to where they come off as a nice person, but they really are a weird individual that can flip these gears. And you don't know that until you're deep into it. Well, this is about fatal flirting. It was Christmas Eve 2019, the 25-year-old Kevin Bacon, not the actor. That's what I was going for. But a hairstylist and psychology student at the University of of Michigan was hoping for an early Christmas present. He'd been chatting on the gay dating site Grindr when a handsome man twice his age the man wanted to meet and was only a 30-minute drive away in semi-rural Morris, Michigan. Although he was known by a few other aliases, the man's real name was Mark Latunsky. He was a killer and a cannibal. Not long after Kevin stepped through the front door of his home, he was slaughtered. And this happened on Christmas Eve, and it, they go on to say that here goes Christmas Day. And first of all, he had a roommate. And the roommate, she never hears from him. So she's already thinking, you know, and he, oh, I, let me back up. He sends her a text and says, don't wait up. I'm having a wonderful time. Makes you wonder if that was actually him that sent it or right. the guy. I don't and know. Never be proved. Never be proved one way or the other. Here comes Christmas Day. He's supposed to be at his family's house for dinner. He doesn't show up. It goes on to say that eventually they realized it was this guy through this app, and he ate him. Hello. If that doesn't make you pause 
on getting on a dating site, I don't know what does. Yeah, that's red flag there for me. I mean, if and there are, like I said, millions that use dating sites, and they have the best of luck. You know, sometimes they, they meet some duds, but it, it's safe. I'm telling you, if you're going to use a dating site in today's world, mm. you better let everybody and your brother know where you are, who you're meeting, where you're meeting. You just can't be too safe. Code words, as we mentioned out that of being able to text somebody, let somebody know I need help. There needs to be some type of word that you text that means I'm in trouble. I mean, this guy thought he was getting an early Christmas present. And mm. what he got was the worst date of his life. All in all, as you bring up all these negative things, what do you do to protect yourself? If you decide, I, I got to do this, I don't know anybody within two blocks of my house that can help me, okay. and I have no choice but to go online, what's a way to protect yourself? Now, uh, of course, I'm having to read this, Scotty, because you and I are really, we're clueless. I mean, we've been married for a long time, not to each other, but other people, people right. know that. But I mean, I don't have a clue how these things work, but to your point, there are tips to stay safe while dating online. It says run a Google search. One of the first things dating apps should do is Google the person they're speaking with. After reading through the post for anything alarming, run a separate search, search by image on Google. If the person's image is attached to multiple identities, you're likely dealing with a scammer. Could be. And that's a good one to know, especially after... I saw the documentary on the Tinder Swindler. Get a Google voice number. Rather than give out your personal cell number, get a free number from Google Voice. I didn't know you could do that. Calls and texts still come through your cell phone, but the number is different. It makes it easier to block calls if needed. That's pretty cool. It is. Check the person's social accounts. After connecting with someone online, Take a look at his or her social accounts. Any account with a low number of friends or lack of photos, including family or friends, is likely fake. And then run a background check. I mean, that would be pretty extensive, but it says before meeting someone, it's a good idea to run a background check. It might sound like a little much, but given the amount of criminal activity that's fostered through online dating sites, it's a wise move. Backgroundchecks.org offers a free online directory of public records to search. Meet in a public place. A first date shouldn't be a movie night in your home. If you're ready to meet someone in person, do it in public. A restaurant or coffee shop is a good choice. You shouldn't give out your address unless you've established a trusted relationship. Do you remember that was on the news not too long ago where the lady has the a guy come over to watch a movie and then he calls and says, look, I stayed over. We had met, I think, through an online dating service. I woke up and she's dead. And then they didn't do anything. And then yeah. now they're going back and reinvestigating this. And there was another lady that they found dead only a couple of weeks before. And it was a similar situation. So you never can be too safe. This says, don't drink a pre-ordered drink. Yeah, anybody knows it. If you arrive at a bar for a date and there's already a drink waiting for you, it's a red flag. To be on the safe side, order your own drinks and watch them being delivered. Have a bailout plan. If you go on a date, let a friend know where you are. Plus, create a code word with a friend as an escape plan. For example, if you text your friend, having a great time, it means she should call you immediately with an emergency that forces you to leave. 
This plan works for a variety of dating problems from a boring date to a scary one and then drive separately. And then I'll say this one. I think the driving separately is a must. This is the last one. And I think that anybody can attest to this. Trust your gut. If some if something feels off, trust it. Some people are so worried about being rude that they ignore their gut feeling that something's wrong. Safety is more important than good manners. I agree with that. I do too. As we come to this week's conclusion of the podcast, well, I'm still stumped. I've never been in the situation of having to use a dating site to find someone. And I guess you could contribute a couple factors for that reason. Well, I've been married forever. Number two, we lived on the rural route. And you just didn't look for somebody that way. But I get it, in the larger cities, you don't get out as much and you don't know your neighbor. It's always somebody's cousin that introduces you to someone, probably in the South, to get married. And if you're wondering why so many people go to these dating sites, well, it's simple. Everyone just wants to be loved by someone. And with that being said, I guess I could leave you with one last thought. Well, Neil McCoy's song pops in my head. Never, ever go on a date with your beer goggles on. Didn't work out for Billy. We'll see you back next week here at Secrets from the South.